Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Good morning. How's everything going? It's it's going. I made some souffle pancakes. You know. Sounds good. Um, yeah, with some fruit and stuff, and cleaned up a little bit. It was nice. Good. I've been up for a while, but I haven't been that productive this morning. I was outside with my dogs for a bit, but now I'm in here doing this, and then after that, I got to clean up, continue cleaning my mess of a room. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, quarantine life. Every day you're in the house, it just gets worse and worse. Anyways, so welcome everybody to Thinkopedia. Um, I'm pretty sure this will either be the last episode of the year that you're hearing or the first episode of the new year that you're hearing. So either way, welcome. I'm Corey, and I have a guest today, Megan. Yay. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are just going to be talking about... um, Plus size issues and things that we have, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say grudge against. I don't know if that's the way to word it, but just issues that we have with the society that we're in as plus size women. So mm-hmm. let's get started. Um, I don't know where we want to start, but we're just going to kind of go with the flow and act as if you guys are in the room with us. It's not really an organized conversation, but if you can relate, I think you'll catch up to where we are. Yeah, I agree. okay so we started this last like a couple months ago honestly we tried to record this and we got pretty far into it and then we just decided to redo it so I'm not sure where we are do we want to completely restart what do we want to talk about um I don't know I feel like we should just restart um because you know from Last time it was just very, I you know we were getting interrupted or yeah you know yeah we um, had to restart a lot of times <laughs> yeah so um, hopefully this will be like a one and done not have to you know revisit or anything yeah that's the goal yes <laughs> do we want to talk about TikTok because I have a few thoughts about TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you can go ahead. Since the last time we recorded, I feel that TikTok has definitely changed in a way that isn't so positive. Um, mm-hmm. When yeah. we had this discussion a couple months ago, TikTok was really going through a body positivity movement of bodies that are marginalized getting representation and I think that's a good thing and it made me happy as somebody who really never sees my body type in the media as somebody who is Mm -hmm. black short fat you know and short hair on top of that I've just never really seen me in a prominent role especially not in movies television magazines things of that nature so I felt like TikTok was really going in a good direction but fast forward to December 2020 we're seeing the body positivity movement, which again was made for marginalized bodies now being hijacked in a way that I think is kind of defeating the purpose and further marginalizing plus size people. Uh, Yes, I would say that I fully agree. I've also noticed that on TikTok um, that if someone who is thin or, you know, small in size is doing a dance in, you know, like a bikini Mm -hmm. and they, they don't really have like voluptuous 
curves or anything like that. They're just they're just existing. Uh, they get millions of likes, thousands of followers. They get lots of support and all this stuff, you know. Um, and when it's like a curvy plus size woman wearing that same exact bikini, doing the same exact dance, hers gets taken down because it's deemed as sexual content or inappropriate content, you know, simply because of the way that her body is. And I think that for TikTok to um, even minors that are doing this dance, you know, in revealing clothing are being being sexualized, mm -hmm. you know, um, simply for having a, a voluptuous body. And it's heartbreaking. It's really sad that uh, that platform has definitely uh, contributed to, um, like, pedophilia. Mm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, but, um, you um, I think... I think you're 100% right. And I feel like that app in a lot of ways is teaching us as women from a young age that we should be punished for our bodies and like things that we can't yes. control. Does that make sense? Like, yep. yes, as I don't know, I just uh, it's so annoying because I feel like in a lot of ways, men are not under that same scrutiny or in those expectations no. like if they have abs when they're like 15 and they're doing a tiktok dance it's not it's not seen as the same as like a girl who is wearing a nice pair of jeans that make her look good and she just happens to have you know curves and like hips and thighs and right like she's looked at as like trying to be seductive and like um act out of her age and things like that and it's like why is it not considered the same for men as it is for women or even even thin girls you know like why yes. why are we um looked at completely differently from someone who's the exact same age doing the exact same thing just built a little bit differently yeah um i would have to fully agree and i've also noticed that um men in general like kids um boys i guess it's if something happens to them where a female adult is coming on to them or being inappropriate or anything like that. It's not seen as like an assault. Mm -hmm. It's not seen as like, Oh, you were groomed or, you know, you were, well, I'm just going to say assaulted, mm -hmm. um, you know, and things like that. Uh, it's more of just like, I guess, quote unquote like bro culture mm. to just be like hey dude like at least you 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 know got to be with a lady yeah it's, you it's know, kind of like stuff like a that luck thing. like they look at it exactly as if that's like a positive and right like it's a good thing yeah it's just i feel like that we honestly can make a part two to this episode talking about that but like if yeah. you think about our like the society that we're in and the way that we treat trauma sexual assault things like that I feel like that's a big part of the reason why men have such mental health issues because mm -hmm. their their trauma is always swept under the rug I mean I've seen people yep 
I've seen men on Twitter talking about how when they were a teenager, they went through something like this where they were assaulted by a teacher or like the teacher had a crush on them. So then they started like flirting and like they were groomed or whatever. And they like their friends told them like, that was a cool thing. Like, Oh wow. I can't believe you got with Mrs. Whatever, you know? And it was like, like, Oh, she's hot. Yeah. yeah, And they egged it on. And then only years later now, the men are coming to terms with what actually happened and realizing how right. much that experience impacted their mental health exactly. and their growth as a child. Yes. It, and I feel like it, for girls, it's a, it's similar, but it's a little bit different because we from a young age are like taught to um, like change the way that we look based on like who's around. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I don't like the idea that just because we look a certain way, we shouldn't be able to do things that everyone else can do. Like, why is, does something have to be sexualized simply because we have larger chests than other people? Right. Like, it's, it's weird to me. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, Yeah. I think that uh, a really fair point to point out is um, that when it comes to like, women being assaulted and stuff like that it's like a it's like a protection you know rather than like a oh hey yeah like good job haha you know it's it's definitely more of like a oh we have to keep them safe like oh they're just so tiny and innocent and they can't do anything and they need to be protected and it's like you need to carry that on to people who are not female presenting Mm -hmm. you know people who are not women Mm -hmm. we need to protect everyone regardless of age sex race everything you know class Mm -hmm. you need to protect everyone and keep that same energy you can't just just look at women and go oh yeah like they're just so dainty and innocent and like they have to be like that and you know and if you're assaulted then you're tainted or there's something wrong with you or something like that you know yeah and going on like the whole dainty thing I feel like that's a whole other subject because we as women are put into so many different boxes like oh my god you, if you oh, sorry no you're fine if you're not dainty then you don't you're not worthy of protection you're not worthy exactly. of the same treatment exactly. that other women get and it's like dude yep I mean, this literally carries over to so many things like talk about eating disorders, body issues, Mm -hmm. going to the gym, Mm -hmm. even like trying to improve yourself, your looks physically, like you're seen or, or even confidence, even being confident in your body, you're seen as conceited and vain and all these things. But if you're skinny and pretty and you say, oh, I'm pretty people are just like, well, yeah, you are pretty. But if you're somebody who society doesn't deem pretty and you have confidence despite the society that we're in, oh, she's vain. She's so disgusting. She's so self-absorbed. Or it's it's even... Sorry, my phone's ringing. (laughs) My actual house phone. You're good. Um, Okay, go ahead. It's... I would would even say that um, backhanded compliments. Like, oh my gosh, like... I wish I was as confident as she uh, is. Well, what do you mean by that? Am I not allowed to be confident because I'm plus size? Yeah, like, what are you implying? You know? What is there to be insecure? Right, exactly. About? What are you saying? Oh, oh, my goodness, you're so brave. Brave for what? For existing? Ugh, you know? That. It's, it is, it is a, to be confident and to be fat is deemed as brave. Or, like, just, like, 
crazy to even think about, you know, for a fat woman to embrace her body and love her body, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than feeling insecure and going, oh, I'm ugly, oh, I'm fat, I'm, I'm all of these horrible negative things. And it's like, when a, when a woman owns that and she's like, yep, this is my body, like, this is how it is. And I think it's awesome. People are like, boo, yeah. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be promoting obesity. You shouldn't be promoting diabetes and unhealthy habits. And it's like, I've seen this comment over and over and over, especially on like feminist pages, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where they post a picture of someone who is fat, you know, and they're, they're, they're owning it and they're going, yep, this is my body and that's fine. I'm perfect. I love my body. And people in the comments are just, uh, no, you're promoting obesity. That's what you're doing. Why would you, why would you promote to younger girls that, um, they should love their body if they're fat, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, what's weird? It's exhausting. It, yeah, it really is. And here's another thing: two things going off of what you just said. One of them mm-hmm. is to to skinny people or people that are fat phobic. It's mm-hmm. not even obesity that we're promoting. It's it's literally any body that is different from the model standard, right? Like, yeah, Gymshark, a really well known workout company whatever their maximum size is like an extra large or something which is like a hip measurement of 45 like I will never fit their clothes even when I was Mm -hmm. at my smallest weight it just wasn't in the cards for me but I know who they are Mm -hmm. because we have like this thing in society where these big name brands like you know it's it's a thing like everyone knows who Gymshark is so on their Instagram page a while ago was this year though they had you know somebody that's not the stereotypical six-pack abs like ripped girl at the gym on their page and all these men were commenting like why would you have someone so fat and disgusting model for Gymshark why are you allowing this and it's like their their maximum size is an extra large so she quite literally was not even obese but like people were still saying that they were promoting obesity as a company and their their direction was going towards like fat acceptance instead of like health and it's like right why is it that when somebody has a little bit of stomach or like thighs that aren't exactly proportionate to their upper body they're deemed obese right and i i think that uh, that also plays into the the uh argument well uh, according to the bmi scale that thing is so skewed there are women who who through the bmi are deemed as obese or like severely obese because they're short Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. And they don't look the part at all, you know? They wear a medium, you know? And, and the BMI is like, oh, obese. Yeah. You know? It's, you know what? I have a whole thing about obesity. But before we even get to that, talking about the small people, my friend from high school is literally, she's like 5'2". And she's Asian. So she already has like a really small, you know, frame. And right. for her, like she got up to 110 pounds one time. And she told me, that she was fat, like she felt disgusting at 110 pounds. And looking at right. looking at the BMI, that first of all, that's considered underweight for her height at the right. BMI. But it's like it's so the BMI is so weird because if you're this size, like if you're 115 pounds, you're um, a healthy weight for my height, which is five five. That's like the lowest you can go and be healthy. 
But then right. if you're 155 pounds, that's the high end. You're still in the healthy category, but you're you're barely touching it. So it's like the difference of one pound, 155 to 156, can make me completely unhealthy. Like, I don't understand that. It's just the weirdest thing. And it also right. doesn't take into account diet at all. Like, I have friends who eat hot Cheetos and, like, um, dried fruit only. You know, no vegetables. They would never be seen with a vegetable. But right. me, someone who works out, literally had salad three times yesterday, like, tries to have a balanced diet, is considered unhealthy simply because I weigh more. It's like, who's right. really unhealthy here? Whose arteries are clogged? Like, the BMI doesn't take into account any lifestyle um, habits. It just takes into right. account weight and height. Like, how does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. And I... I definitely understand where you're coming from and I I agree with the fact that it doesn't take into accountability of like your weight does not define your health at all because people Mm -hmm. can be I call it like skinny fat like people who are skinny but they it's just because they have a fast metabolism Mm -hmm. and they eat like the worst things that you could even imagine Mm -hmm. you know like super high in fats and, you know, saturated fats and oils and cholesterol and all of these sodium, all of this stuff. But if, if someone who is plus size is working out every day and eating correctly and eating a well-balanced meal, that's met, meant for like their body type, you know, like, uh, endomorph and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, it's thrown out the window. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You're still fat. Like, you need to be better. You need to work harder. Yeah. I um, it's weird. It really is. I, it's, it's just... We can't just simply exist. Yeah. You honestly. know? It's... I don't even understand. Like, there's this person on TikTok called Hannah Talks Bodies. I recommend looking her up, uh, if, listeners, if you've never heard about her. She talks a lot about, like, the scientific aspects and also the literal discrimination that, like, fat people face because of fat phobia in the medical industry. And she made a two-part series on TikTok about the BMI and how it's literally flawed and also racist. Like, the guy who created the BMI was a eugenicist. Right. And if you don't know what eugenics is, I suggest you Google it. But, like, she made a full video explaining not only was this guy not a doctor, literally, but he was also a eugenicist who was like trying to create the perfect man. And that's why he came right. up with the BMI. And when he was inventing right. it, he only took into account white men. Right. So yeah. it doesn't work for anybody else. Like it's a right. fact that if we were, you know, born and we all eat the exact same thing, work out the exact same amount, we're still going to all look different because we all have different genetics. Yep. Right. Exactly, but that the the BMI doesn't take that into account, and I thought it was hilarious mm. and in the ironic way, not actually funny, that like after making this video, people were still saying Ugh, the only reason she made this is because she's fat, like she's just pressed that the BMI is like not working for her, right? And it's like the BMI yes. is literally racist. What are you What are you missing here? Like I don't right. understand why you're still judging her based on the BMI when she literally just invalidated the entire thing. Exactly, it's so dumb. Yeah, I think that a lot of that, um, I don't understand. I cannot 
it's hard to sit down and have a conversation with people like this because they are so one-sided and just so, oh, that's unhealthy, that's unhealthy, you know, um, that it's like you're not you're not getting the big picture, dude. You It went through one ear and right out the other. Mm-hmm. And it's just because you're so set in your ways and so opinionated on other people's bodies that it probably affects your daily life, considering you sit down and comment on posts and posts and posts and posts about how fat women are gross and how they're, you know, if you're confident, you don't deserve to be and all of these other horrible things, you know? Mm-hmm. I had something to say and I forgot what it was. Man, it was like, what were you talking about? Hannah talks bodies after that. Fat people loving themselves. Man, I don't remember. It'll, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. It'll come back to me, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, wait, what? Oh, man, I had it. One-sided. Oh, okay. These people, in a lot of cases, would rather see you literally be sick and thin than fat and, like, happy and healthy. Yep, and uh, 110%. It's so infuriating. Like, I saw this video by, I think some the person that made it was Black um, on TikTok. I don't remember her name or anything, but she was just talking about, like, how in her experience like she was literally sick with like some kind of disease and like she Mm -hmm. was losing weight and people valued her weight loss even though it came at the expense of her literal health rather than her before and like people in the comments were talking about the same thing like this one girl said i got malaria and i was literally sick like throwing up and like unwell and people were still complimenting my weight loss and saying well at least you're thin now Right, and it's like, no, <laughs> you know, what, I, yeah, I definitely, okay, so, my family is very, um, they're, they're, like, my parents are both big people, you know, um, but they're, they're, How do I word this? Um, they have always been like fat phobic towards me. Mm. Like my mom, she's a plus size woman. She's tall. She's probably like, I don't know, five eleven, six foot maybe. Mm. Um, so she's a tall, she's a tall lady. Um, and I just remember growing up and being told like I was picking out my prom dress right and we had two uh proms Mm -hmm. you know because our school was so small that we just had two proms um and I was picking out my first prom dress and it was sleeveless and it was a long really pretty black dress and I loved it I wanted it so bad and my mom was like are you sure you want the sleeveless? I know that sometimes when I wear sleeveless, like I get insecure because my arms are fat. And I was like, okay. So what I guess I'm not going to get this dress. Exactly. I'm like, sorry, you're insecure. Anyways, look at me in this dress, you know. Yeah. But I didn't. I took it as, oh, she's trying to subtly tell me that my arms look fat in this dress. It's projection. It's internalized fat phobia and yes. we project it onto other people. 
Um, exactly. This is going to be really controversial, but I'm just going to be honest because this is the point where I am in my 19 year old journey of life. But okay. our society drills fat phobia into us from such a young age that we do really toxic things. Okay. So yeah. when I was in elementary school, I started getting fat. Well, fat for my height. You know, I was like five, three, I'm yeah. like air quoting fat. But I was, I think, like 160, which is pretty big for a kid, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But compared to how I am now, I was way smaller than I am at this point. But I was 160, and I was bigger than everybody in my class. Like, even the biggest kid that I would compare myself to, by the way, which was a boy, um, I was bigger than him. So I was becoming conscious of my size. And so this continued into middle school. And my middle school started in seventh grade. And I was, like, noticeably the biggest kid there besides this one other girl. And she was I don't know how much she weighed but she was I think noticeably bigger than me but as kids like we compare ourselves because people make fun of us so much so I saw the only other fat kid in my school and I asked the skinny girls that I was friends with like hey am I bigger than her and if their answer was no I was like okay like that's fine I can deal with that you know and I I literally compared myself to other people and like made myself feel better by knowing that I wasn't the biggest like that's how yeah bad. I was literally like 12 putting right this other girl down and not to her face or anything like I didn't think she was ugly right. I was actually friends with this girl and I think it's an interesting plot twist now she's skinny and she lost all the weight um in a healthy way but um I think it's ironic that I was worried about me and like very much self-centered and comparing myself to her and like oh, thank god I'm not as big as her now I am bigger right. than her and she's lost all the mm-hmm. weight right it just um, sucks but whatever it does and and like I said I you know I post my my hot takes and stuff like that on like my snapchat story and stuff like that and something that I brought up the other day that it turns out a lot of people agreed with and were like I mean yeah you're right I do the same thing and I have to correct myself um but I have a tendency to look at plus size people you know, particularly women, I compare myself to other women, especially if I go into like Winco or anything like that, um, um, where it's, it's normally like poorish people go there to shop, you know, and stuff like that. Cause you could buy stuff in bulk for cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do accept like food stamps and stuff like that, which is like a whole separate thing as to why like poor people are more prone to be overweight than like skinny people who are wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if I go in there, I, I notice that I tend to sit there and I go, do I look like that person? Like I've asked people, um, you know, like my partner and, and like friends and stuff like that, like picking out kind of like the quote unquote fat one of the, of the group mm-hmm. of like a group of girls and go, do I look like her? Is that what my body looks like from, from like other angles? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they're like, uh, I mean, kinda, you know, or they're like, yeah, I, I'd say so. But, you know, like, you know, you're, you're a little bit smaller, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's like a relief. It's like, a, oh, thank, thank the Lord. Yeah. I'm so glad that I don't look like that you know, and then I have to sit there and I go, did I just say that in my head? Did I really just tell someone, oh, I'm glad I don't look like you, but you're beautiful. You're beautiful, but I'm glad I don't look like you. 
yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a never ending cycle. And I've been trying really, really hard to correct that behavior and see an individual for themselves rather than for their weight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I yeah, can go ahead. definitely, I understand that because I I think I've done the same thing. And I feel like a lot of plus size people do this. I want to say that yeah. I've been a part of the bot. I think my mom's calling me. Give me one second. No if I pause it, we can just restart and I don't have to edit anything. Okay. Hey, so picking up where we left off, what I was, <laughs> what I was trying to say was, um, I feel like I've been a part of air quoting body positivity movement. Like before that was an actual thing. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of been an advocate advocate for people to look the way that they actually look and not like compare themselves to other people. I've always hated the idea that we all should look like Victoria's Secret models, that we all should, you know, have shaved legs and all these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of push against that because I think it's stupid. And me personally, I find a lot of beauty in the body types that are marginalized, the things that we don't like as a society, like crooked teeth and uh, freckles and gingers and like all these other things that like we don't like, like cellulite, mm-hmm. hip dips, whatever. I just think everyone's beautiful and I've always appreciated that. Um but I feel like my body positivity is selective and I apply it to other people, but never myself. Mm, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of what you're getting at about like the store. Like we're fine with other people existing and enjoying their bodies and rebelling against societal norms, but we don't want to face the discrimination and the probably pain that a lot of people had to go through to get to that point yeah. where they're okay with their body. So yeah. I feel like, we check ourselves against other people and we say, okay, you know, it's fine, but I don't want to look like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm eating an Oreo. <laughs> You're fine. I got up because my mom wanted to know where the bologna was. So it looks like, we're all <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like as I got older, my mindset changed from, do I, not look like this person to do I look like this person but kind of in a good way like now if I see somebody and I look like them I'm like oh okay that's cool because I'm beginning to recognize what I actually look like yes Um, Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like a lot of body shaming and like fat phobia kind of made me lose myself and like lose my consciousness with myself and get body dysmorphia yes because I used to look in the mirror and um, see myself and I'd be like, well, I'm not that ugly. Like, there's no way I look like this when they're telling me I'm disgusting, I'm huge, all these things, but I'm not. Like, I remember in high school when I was going through a lot mentally and like food issues and stuff, I was literally like 180 pounds. I was like Mm -hmm. a size 16, 18. And I was fit. Like, I played tennis at the time. Right. Right. And I I had a good body looking back on it. Obviously, all bodies are good bodies. But I'm saying I was close to the societal norm. I wasn't Uh that big. I wasn't that out of place. But at the time, there were people in my classes literally bullying me and telling me that I was fat and ugly and that, you know, no guy's ever going to like me, that I have a grandma booty and things like that. And it's just I don't know. It's like it's weird Um, because I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, there's no way that this is that. So it kind of made me lose myself because I wasn't in touch with what I actually looked like because I didn't think what I looked like matched up with what people told me I looked like. Yes. Um, 
I definitely want to piggyback off of that because I, I know I said before that like, so my freshman year of college, I lost like a bunch of weight and it wasn't, it wasn't because of like an ED or anything like that. It was just because I was accidentally fasting. Like I just Mm -hmm. wasn't hungry until like noon, you know? Mm-hmm. And I stopped eating like all the fried foods and stuff like that from the DC, which is like the dining commons at, at my college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just eating salads every day, you know, and just drinking water because that was that's all I wanted because I didn't want all of this other food. It was gross, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was losing so much weight and like finally being like, yeah, like look at me, I'm I'm confident, I can. F- I, I, I fit into a medium for the first time in my entire life. Like, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't me as a kid, you know, I was, I was a young adult and fitting into a medium, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was looking back on these pictures that I had took and sent to my partner and, um, remember thinking like, uh, I just, I look so fat. Like I look so gross. I need to, I I need to like do something else. I don't look attractive in this shirt. I don't look, you know, I still look fat. I still look gross. I, you know, and all of these harmful things looking back on it now being almost like, I don't know, I'd say like two fifteen now. Thanks quarantine. But you know, (laughs) like looking back on it, I'm like, I would kill to be you know, 165, 170 again. Are you serious? I felt so desired and loved and like wanted by my partner. And that's been such like a big, not a big thing for us, but like in my mind, I feed into this delusion of like, oh, because I've been gaining weight, like he doesn't find me desirable anymore. You know, he doesn't want to be with me anymore because I'm gaining weight he doesn't find me attractive Mm -hmm. um I'm not feeling wanted in the relationship because you know I'm gaining weight and he doesn't find that attractive and he thinks that I'm gross and repulsive when my shirt is off or anything like that like simply existing I'm I'm insecure Mm -hmm. you know uh and it's been really hard to kind of put that into a perspective because my partner is like five nine five ten and like 135 140 like he's tiny you know he's very small and you know I'm large and he's small and with society saying you need to be smaller than your partner you need to be tiny you need to be the little spoon all the time. He should be able to pick you up. He should be able to do all of these things. And, you know, and it's like, that's not the case. And it's been really hard to normalize my relationship and saying, yeah, I'm bigger than my partner and that's okay. You know, like it's not going to be the end of the world if I don't fit into his hoodies, you know? Right. So, right. It's, you know what? Yeah. I, Honestly, what you're saying, I've never been in a relationship at all, especially not with somebody who's smaller than me. Mm -hmm. I think part of my journey is still being comfortable enough with myself to be able to do that. Right. But based on what you're saying, it's interesting to me 
because now I think on social media, a lot of boys even are coming out and saying like, hey, if we're dating somebody plus size, like we know you're plus size, right? Right. Like we are, uh, we didn't date you and think like, oh my gosh, like she's, she's wearing a, like a waist trainer. Like she's smaller than she is. Like, no, you're, you are dating that person because you find them attractive. Like they know what you look like. Right. Yeah. So I feel like based on societal pressure and the standards that we have, we apply all the, the negative things that they say and put that into the mouth of, you know, your partner, for example, even if he doesn't necessarily feel that way. Right. Just because we've been told that we should feel undesirable, that we need to change, that we have to look a certain way in order to be attracted to people. And it's like, that's not always true. Like, right. I don't understand why we have such an emphasis on weight as a society, because at the end of the day, it's just a number, right? Yes, exactly. And I, I think that that has to come with, like, um, the way that society uh, fetishizes fat women. I mm-hmm. have come across this time and time again of people, like men, loving fat women, but they're too ashamed to tell their friends. They're ashamed. Ugh. You know, I watched a video of these people, and they were hooking up, you know, and um, it was his friend, and he came in, and was filming and was like, dude, he's sleeping with a fat girl. Like, oh my God, he's sleeping, you know? And it was like three or four of his friends that came into the room and the girl was, you know, freaking out, putting blankets on herself, covering herself. And they just keep, you know, they're giggling and running away. And they're like, dude, I can't believe he slept with a fat girl. And the guy's like, no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know? You weren't, but you're literally in there with your clothes on. Right, and it's like, it's heartbreaking to, to, put myself in the shoes of that girl that thought that she could trust a man. And then it turns out that he's ashamed of her simply for her body. And the fact that his friends are so spineless that they were to, to make fun of him, to put that girl in jeopardy of her own self, you know, like making her feel insecure, making her beat herself down because she doesn't feel pretty enough because she's not thin. You know, it's disgusting. And I hate the fact that that video went viral because it's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. And that speaks to a deeper societal issue because I feel like in a lot of ways, that boy actually liked her. And I think obviously he wanted to be with her because he was. Right. But I feel like the issue is we as a society have not progressed so much that we are allowing other people to like what they like without shaming them. Right. And so not everybody is in a position in their life where they're brave enough to, you know, stand up when they're challenged by a group of people or put down because of being attracted to bigger women. And I'm not trying to defend him because that is really scummy. No, but I understand what you're saying. It's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. And I, I've, okay. This is kind of off topic, but it relates to the topic um, with what you're saying. I I personally think it's important to call out your friends when they do horrible things. And by horrible, yes. I mean, like, say something that's racist as a joke, you know, saying mm-hmm. something that's not right as a joke or mm-hmm. it's dark humor, you know, calling Ugh, people out and going, that. no, that's not OK. In today's day and age, we're not in high school anymore. We're not surrounded a bunch of like redneck hick white people. We're surrounded by people like diversity, people whose yeah. 
feelings can be severely damaged based on what you say as a white person. Yeah. And I do that. I call my friends out. I say, hey, don't, <laughs> don't be doing that. That's not cool. You don't do that here. That's not, that's not all right. And my friends are, we're more of like acquaintances, but it's my partner's like long-term friends, like since preschool, you know, elementary school. It's hard to call them out and then not have my partner back me up and go, hey man, yeah. Because he doesn't like to call out his friends like that in the moment and go, dude, stop. He likes to sit them down and go, hey man, why do you say that? You know, like that's not, it's not funny. It's distasteful. You don't need to be saying that. It car- it causes, oh my goodness. It, <laughs> it causes more harm than good. We're not laughing mm-hmm. because it's funny. We're laughing because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And you need to understand that, whatever. So it's hard being a woman and going after my partner's friends and saying, you can't do that. You can't say that. That's not okay. That's racist. You're being homophobic. You're fetishizing women, certain kinds of women. You can't Mm -hmm. do that in 2020. We're not in the 50s, dude. You need to grow up. We're not in high school, whatever. They get defensive. They don't take it that way. They don't take it as me going, dude, come on. You're better than that. They take it as me being a like an attack on their personality. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to not be that friend that tries to make other people be better individuals, you know? Yeah. And it's hard not having that support and that backup of my own partner or even other friends that agree with me silently because they're like, oh, it's awkward. Oh, it's uncomfortable. And it's like, you have to put your friends in check. You have to say, hey, like, this is not okay. And I think the same applies to when, this is, this is how I'm gonna relate back to, to fat women, okay. <laughs> um, my partner is not afraid but it makes him like nervous to call his friends out to their face. It makes him nervous um, to kind of be that person to go, hey, stop, you're acting like a child. Mm -hmm. You know, it's awkward. It's, it's his, his long, you know, his lifetime best friends that he's calling out. It's hard and it's difficult, you know? so I, I understand where you're coming from when you're saying, oh yeah, um, it's hard to call out your friends. It's hard to say like, yeah, I actually like her. I don't care about her weight. It's hard mm-hmm. to not fall under that pressure of like being picked on or you know being teased or whatever for liking fat women if your friends don't feel that same way. Yeah, it's, I honestly, I don't want to say you have to be like superhuman to do that. Yeah. But I feel like it takes a, a person that is very confident and secure in themselves yeah. to be able to stand up to other people. Because if you do stand up, in a lot of cases, not only is the person that you're standing up for still going to get made fun of, yeah. but now they're going to pick on you as well. Exactly. So if you're already an insecure person, yeah, it's you, hard. 
are going to, yeah, it just is going to make it worse. Exactly. And like for me, I have one of those stories where I don't, um, not like the hookup story, but like kind of related because one of my friends who we've been friends for years since high school, I, I met him his junior year. I think it was my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So I'm a sophomore in college. So we've known each other for four years now. We're close. We text all the time, you know, you know, all that stuff. And um, during quarantine, you know, we've maintained contact, but we haven't like seen each other because of quarantine. So right. we met up a few months ago to go to Target and our town and we were like, OK, well, this is like something we can do because I was going to go anyway. So I invited him to come and like shop with me, whatever, like hang right. out and talk. And then afterwards, we were going to go eat um, at Sonic because they have like the drive in so we could both be in our own cars, like right. kind of chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going to do that. And we meet up and everything. And like, he's very dry and like barely talking to me, like kind of just on his phone the whole time. Right. Like, you know, very distant. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But like, he is very, he has social anxiety and he's not very like um, social in person. So I was like, okay, maybe that's it. Like he hasn't seen me in a long time. Like it's fine. So I figured after we get out of Target, like he'll be talking more because we'll be like in our own space kind of thing. Right. So then we get out of Target and I go to my car and he's like, oh, um, I have something to tell you. And when he says that, I'm always like, uh, what is it? Because right. he has like the worst timing. Right. So I was like, okay, go ahead and say it. And he was like, well, I ate before I got here. And I was like, really? Like you literally said we were going to go eat. So then I was even more disappointed because he like was dry in the store mm-hmm. knowing that that was the only time we were hanging out because right. he had to leave after right so then i got in my car and i was like okay fine and um after that i just i don't know honestly that sent me into a mental breakdown but that's a whole other thing yeah it because it was just i was fed up at the time like it's a whole other story but anyway after that i was different for a long time and it just made me question a lot of things but the point i have with this story is i texted him after I had this mental breakdown about how like none of my friends care about me and uh, I texted him confronting him about it and he texted me back and part of his reasoning for why he was like that was because he said he feels awkward being seen in public with girls (gasps) that he's not dating and like or no he said it like this he said he feels awkward being seen in public with girls that he's not attracted to and not dating and here's my deal like that's fair right he's he's a socially awkward person i can understand what he meant he didn't mean to offend me right but the reason i was offended by that was because not only did he say he wasn't attracted to me but i know he's lying and like the reason why he said that or why he was actually uncomfortable was because of my size right because there's girls that he's friends with that he hangs out with and they're small and he's more social sociable with them than with me so I kind of had a feeling that it was because of how I looked right and you know that kind of upset me so when we when we think about these people that like to humiliate fat people or like talk to us as if we're not human and tell your friends like oh I can't believe you like this girl she's fat she's ugly this and that like the people that aren't standing up for us don't realize how it feels to live every day knowing that people don't want to be seen with you yeah or like even literally even just seen together yeah Yeah. like he said because we had the same cart like people would assume we were dating and it's like okay what's wrong with that right like exactly yeah 
and it's like even even if people think that way exactly what you said what's wrong with that it's none of their concern you're just saying that because you don't want to be seen with a fat girl yeah you don't want to be seen being attracted or being or like dating a fat person and i think that that is such a toxic mentality hold on give me a second i'm gonna sneeze (laughs) but oh excuse me um but i i remember like when david and i first started dating um we were both uh really young like 17 you know and um we i remember we would go into public and like he wouldn't really be super affectionate and for me Mm -hmm. like my love language is physical touch like i love Mm -hmm. being touched by people that okay let me rephrase that because i don't like being touched by people like my friends i don't really Mm like when they come up to me and touch me and you know touch my hair and stuff like that it's just too intimate for me Mm -hmm. but like as a partner I love when David like scratches my back or like he squeezes my cheek sometimes you know like a (laughs) like a grandma would I love it I melt you know um but at this time he was not like a PDA kind of person Like, he didn't like holding hands, he didn't like touching, he didn't like doing anything like that. And for the longest time, I was like, it's because I'm fat. Like, he's ashamed of being seen with me. This is why I haven't gone over and met his whole family. This is why I don't go over on holidays and, you know, meet his grandparents and stuff like that. It took me, it was three years into our relationship that, or maybe two years, I don't know. Um, not this Christmas, but last Christmas was the first time I ever met like his extended family, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it was really hard to not to not be like, oh, it's because I'm fat. Oh, it's because he's ashamed of me. It's because he's not attracted to me. And he's he has a very like flirty personality. He doesn't mean to. He just thinks that it's like being friendly it comes off as flirting Mm -hmm. and this has been like, you know, like a normal problem in our relationship because me being like a jealous person, it's like, you're going to give a girl the wrong idea, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he, his type is very much like personality-wise, I guess, is, like, shy and small and humble and petite and tiny and, like, just just a tiny personality, if I can say that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, Cute is a good example. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's friends with a lot of girls who both resemble that and are that. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. both their personalities and their body is small and petite and tiny and cute you know um so it's really it's hard to know that my boyfriend is friends with girls that I would deem him attracted to even Mm -hmm. though he's not even though he's like they're not even like that they're total bra girls they're just, they're just <laughs> petite, 
you know, and I'm instantly like, yeah, well, they're petite. Yeah, well, they're tiny. They're smaller than you. Yeah, they could fit into your hoodies. Yeah, you can pick them up and carry them around and do all of this stuff because they're so tiny and I'm not. So why why am I deserving of your love if there's another girl out there that is petite and tiny and everything that you could ever want and she's sitting right on the other end of your phone, you know? Yeah. And he has to sit down and go, Megan, if I wanted to be with them, I would be with them. I want to be with you. That's not about them. It's about us. Like, I want to be with you. If I didn't want to be with you, I would tell you. I'm not going to go behind your back and cheat on you with another girl or whatever. Like, that's not even, that's not even in my vocabulary, (laughs) you know, to even think about doing that. And it was just, it's still to this day, it's kind of trying. It comes up occasionally every once in a while of me being like, yeah, well, well, like, yeah, but she's tiny. And he's like, so? Like, you have friends, like guy friends that are yoked. Do you think I'm sitting here shaking and going, oh, she's gonna leave me for a buff man? No because you want to be with me, you know? And I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah, you got me, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just hard constantly comparing myself to smaller women and thinking that David doesn't want to be with me because of my size or that I should, you know, I'm unlovable or, um, you know, if we're being intimate or something like that, he's disgusted by me if like I'm not dressed you know yeah um and every single time that's not the case you know but it's hard not to beat myself down and go this is what it is I know that's what it is I know that's what it is because I feel this way how could he not feel this way and he just doesn't see me the way that I see myself you know and it sucks it's horrible because I wish that I could see myself the way that he sees me because I know that it is in such a a brighter light you know Mm -hmm. and it's just it's exhausting being insecure you know um kind of branching off of um that point like what what he was saying about you could get with guys that are yoked Mm -hmm. if we want to talk about like big men in society versus big women I've noticed that there's a lot less, I want to say, focus on men's size when they're overweight. Yep. And it's just kind of seen as like, oh, well, he's a man. Like, he can be bigger. Yep. And I don't, I don't like that because it's, I mean, obviously, I don't want anybody to be shamed for their body. But I'm saying I really just hate that double standard because it's kind of laughable to me. Like, I was um, a while ago, a couple years ago like adidas training pants like soccer pants were really popular Mm -hmm. and so i wanted some for christmas and i got some and they didn't fit me mind you at the time i was literally still like a size 45 hip Mm -hmm. measure no like i was probably like a 46 47 hip measurement and so they didn't fit me exactly because like their biggest size was like a 45 right so i was like okay when i lose weight i'll wear them and like it was a couple like I didn't lose weight I ended up just getting bigger whatever that's a whole other story (laughs) I didn't lose weight so they never fit me but I still wanted the pants so I was like okay you know what I'm gonna do one of my friends who I know for a fact is bigger than me he can fit their pants 
So I went on the website and I went on the men's side and I noticed that the men's pants went up way larger than Mm -hmm. the women's pants. Yep. So I bought the men's pants and those are the ones that I have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are these fitness brands and like regular brands in general making clothes for men that are fat and it's not a problem, but if they want to expand their size to include women, they face all this like backlash in the media for like being promoting obesity, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, if you're over the BMI, whether you're a guy or a girl, which I'll, again, the BMI is inaccurate, but I'm saying for the sake of the way we judge people currently, right. if we're going based off the BMI, an overweight dude is the same as an overweight female. So right. why are you catering towards them, but not me? I Like what? I think it's more, okay, Here, here's, I feel like it's fair to say that one, it's, it's a, it's a way of, um, oh, what is the word I'm thinking of? It's a way of like subtly putting in like fat phobic views because mentally you don't think that deep. You don't go, oh, they don't have my size. It's because they're trying to, to show that women need to be smaller than men. They're trying to say that, oh, if you're going to wear our women's pants, you need to be this size or smaller. You know, whereas like for me, I wouldn't have even I would have been like, oh, I'll just get like a men's size. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's, you know, they're just pants. Mm-hmm. And I think that another fair thing to say is that when a man is big and buff and like, quite frankly, like fat, you know, they're seen as more manly, more muscular, more more attractive because they're so big, you know, aside from like. Mm-hmm severely obese people that you know are unhealthy but I'm saying like if you go and you my dad okay my dad is like I don't know uh maybe like 6'1 or 6'2 or something Mm -hmm. like that and he's over 300 pounds he is a muscular dude okay he's bald he's yoked his calves are yoked he's fat and he's overweight and he needs to lower his blood pressure but like people aren't going to look at him and go, Oh, he's fat. They're going to go, that's a man, dude. That is a big man. You know, it's, it's more of like a defining, almost like a lumberjack vibe. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like the fact that men are supposed to be big and muscular, you know, and stuff like that. And just I'm the man of the house. I'm a big old man, you know? And for women, to be overweight or to be plus size is like unheard of. It's not supposed to happen. You're supposed to be dainty and small and petite and skinny and all of these other synonyms for, for thin, you know, (laughs) or tiny. It's the same as like women that are tall. If you're a tall Mm -hmm. woman, I'm five, five, eight, five, nine ish, you Mm know? Um, I'm a tall woman. I stand over the majority of other women, like can look down at them. And it sucks. It sucks. I hate. Now I'm kind of embracing it more because I'm like, yeah, I'll wear heels. I don't care. What are you going to do? Tell Mm -hmm. me I'm tall. Okay. You know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. But like, as a societal standard, tall women, if you're not skinny, you know, and a supermodel, it's like, intimidating for men does that make sense yeah and the same goes for like men when men are shorter than six foot you know it's it's uh 
they're tiny, they're, they're small kings, it's, oh, they're little beings, you know, it's belittling to men because they don't reach societal standards of being six foot, you know? Yeah, and like they're emasculated. Exactly, and women will look at, like, the height of a man and go, mm, uh, no, you're just too short for me, even though he checks off all the other boxes except for being tall, deal breaker you know, and it sucks. It sucks so bad that people are so superficial that someone's height is, you know, is a, is a, again, a deal breaker, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel that way about a lot of things. Like if we're getting, you know, more broad on this issue, I feel like that can apply to anything. Mm -hmm. Like for me, one of my biggest pet peeves um, growing up was like hearing people say their types. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were so specific. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong, anybody who's listening to this that has, like, preferences. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. But I'm talking about, like, types. Like, people literally will say, like, I'll only date somebody if they're this. Right. It's like, what? Why? Are, okay. I don't understand that because I feel like people are stupid. Like, if somebody is their type, they'll date them and, like, it won't matter what kind of person they are. Right. And I exactly. feel like that's why these people end up getting in toxic relationships yep. because it's, like, you knew nothing about this person. You just hooked up with them and then continued to date them because that happened. Right, because you're you so attracted them. to them. Exactly. I, yeah, like, you weren't forced to get to know them. Right. Right? I, I don't put myself in boxes like mm-hmm. that. Like, if I like somebody's personality more than their looks because I want to match. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like why why would I limit myself and be like, oh well if he's not six ten then sucks for him. Right, like exactly. What? Yeah. I mean I understand like having again, having a preference. Right. But preferences mean if I can get this, I will get this. Right. Not I will only have exactly. this. Exactly. Right. Yes. And I think that um that was a very fair point to bring up because I know that for me I don't, again, I don't care about gender or, or race or wealth or anything. I literally don't care. It's like, if we're a good match, I'm period, period, end of story. I'm like, go off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's, um, I, I, I know people that are like, oh, like, I'm only going to date, you know, uh, black men or Asian women or, you know, and it's, it's has nothing to do with their personality at all. It's just the fact that they look that way. And to me, when people, when people, I don't know if this is the right term, I guess, but this is how I see it. When people say, oh, um, I don't care anything about the individual. If they're this race, I'm attracted to them immediately. I want to be with them. I don't care. Like, I want to hook up with them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. To me, that's fetishizing. It is. And, okay, yeah. okay, I'm glad that that was correct. Yeah. Um, because I grew up in a household. It's dehumanizing, too. Exactly. I grew up in a household, okay, <laughs> that was pretty racist. Okay, my dad was, uh, would brag about being like a card carrier for the KKK and thought that that was something to brag about. Yeah, Um, he, 
would like we lived in like a really predominantly white neighborhood because we lived in like the sticks you know like the woods Mm -hmm. so it's really just like redneck hillbilly white people you know and Mm -hmm. I very vividly remember him screaming in the car because a black man was was on our street and he was just driving he was stopped at the stop sign waiting for people to go um and my dad was like what the f is this n word doing you know and freaking out Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa okay but then would turn around and go no I have black friends like I'm not racist I have black friends and would specifically tell me that I couldn't date a black man that I couldn't date I could not reproduce or date like a black man specifically Mm -hmm. and his reasoning was because, well, if you have kids, they're going to come out mixed and then they're never going to be accepted by white people or black people. And it's just going to be a whole, it's going to be so hard for, for your kids to find like friends and stuff like that based on their race and all this stuff. And for the longest time, I did not want to date or like be attracted to black men because, you know, my mom, my birth mom is she she likes white dudes she likes black dudes she doesn't like anyone else she's like i eh, whatever and i was like mom that's racist and she's like no it's not i was like yes it is <laughs> yes it is <laughs> and yeah. you know so she had a kid with um my little sister's uh dad and he was black and my dad would use that against me that my mom was on welfare and she was a single mom. And like, you know, my little sister's dad uh, had passed away from like a drug overdose and like all of these really racist, horrible things and instilled that in me to like be afraid to be like my mom, to be attracted to black men because that's going to put me on welfare and I'm going to be a scumbag and, you know, I'm going to be lazy and all of this other stuff. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that, you know. And Mm -hmm. after I moved out and I went to college, I, you know, I go to to Sac State and Mm -hmm. there is a lot of Black people there in general, you know, Mm -hmm. um, considering that it's like Sacramento area. Yeah. And I was like, God. Uh, I love it here, (laughs) you know, like, um, talking to people that weren't fucking racist. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That weren't racist. Um, and it was just, it was very eye opening. And now like, if David and I ever broke up like that's it for, that's it for me no more white men <laughs> you know like no no more for now at least you know um I don't I feel like I'm rambling um mm-hmm. but it's just I guess like that change of going from having like a really racist household and like telling me, Oh, you're going to be like this. And you're going to be like this. If you date a black dude, if you do, you know, your kid's going to turn out like this. And then to come out and go, um, you're wrong. 
also, this guy is pretty attractive. I don't understand why I can't be with him if I'm attracted to him. You know? Yeah. And so, back to putting stuff in a box, I used to have the preference of just white white men. Like, just Mm -hmm. white men, brown hair, whatever color eyes, I don't care. Just brown hair, white men. Mm -hmm. And... After moving out of that toxic household, like, I don't have that box anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like I'm glad that I moved out because I finally have, like, grown into the individual that, like, I was so afraid of becoming, mm-hmm. you know? I'm so sorry that that went on a really long, random tangent, but... No, you're good. It's it's. I think that's an interesting topic. Um, maybe I'll do a part two maybe we can bring on uh somebody else as well i don't know i like the idea of doing like actual discussion podcasts with like multiple people Mm -hmm. because you can do that on this you can add like as many friends as you want okay and i feel like yeah i feel like that's a really interesting topic we might have to cover that (laughs) i think my my friend sam would be really interested in doing this with us Mm, okay we can we need to text about that okay cool but yeah, to, I guess, kind of close out this plus-size topic, I feel like um, plus-size people in general have a lot of, like, internalized pain, mm-hmm. anger, uh, body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. fat phobia towards themselves and other people. Yeah. And I feel like the only way to remedy that is to have those awkward conversations or to have conversations like the one we're having now and, like, basically show people what we've gone through and talk about it because pushing things under the rug in society I feel like never works and like touching on what you were talking about about your dad and like black people and how mixed kids are going to be lost and blah 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 those things are changeable yeah like we have the power to change exactly so when when you say something and you say it's it's gonna be this way you're acknowledging that you know something is wrong but you're allowing it to continue exactly and I feel like that's what happens when we have the discussion around plus size issues or lack thereof. Like when 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 those guys that were cowards are making fun of their friend because he liked a plus size woman, it's like you are the issue. If you continue to see a problem and you sit back and don't say anything, right. or you continue to perpetuate the stereotype that the only way you can be attracted is if you're thin or you have a thigh gap or right. whatever it is, you are the problem. Yeah. And there is no industry worth billions of dollars promoting obesity, exactly. right? So when people say that, they're literally, you know, like, I don't want to say lying, but they, they know what they're saying. Yeah. Like, they're just trying to justify exactly. why they feel this way. Yeah. And I feel like um, a part of that, too, is like, um, oh, my goodness, I just lost it. Shoot. Um, <laughs> Me, too. I always lose Okay. It. Wait, let's backtrack a second. Justifying hatred. Justifying fat hatred. Phobia. Fat phobia. Oh, like skinny women when they're when they're like, oh my god, like I'm fat too. I know what that feels like. I'm, you know, uh, I'm fat. As, I'm fat as well. I know exactly what that feels like. I feel fat. And it was a it was a TikTok, and this this girl was saying, you don't know what it's like to be fat. And she, you know, the she was saying that the skinny girl was was like, no, but I know what it feel like. I feel like I'm fat. You know, and she's all, no, you're not, that you're not, not getting it. You're not understanding. It's, I'm fat. I just, I like, I get discriminated against based on my weight. You don't, you have skinny privilege. Like yeah. this is, this is 
you cannot find any excuse at all to 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 invalidate what I just said, you know, because it is a thing. And I think that people don't realize that is when you're skinny and you fit the, the societal norm of the beauty standards, like it's it's shocking the difference, especially like me being a plus size woman with a buzzed head. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that I chose to do this. My hair was going to fall out, you know, like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's hard to feel beautiful when people are staring at you constantly, like older people going, why does she look like that? Why does she, why is her hair so short? It's always old. It's people. always, it's always old people, <laughs> you know? For real. Um, yeah. And it just sucks to hear that, like, my own personal skinny friends are like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just so fat. Like I'm fat. And I'm like, no, you're not dude. You can, you're That's internalized you, fat exactly movement. like you're not because you're literally fat. not, fat. you're not. And also you're implying that fat when you say it that way is a negative. Exactly. And it's not, and there's nothing inherently negative about being exactly. Fat. It's the, it's the whole way that you use it. And sometimes when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fat. Like, yeah, sometimes I do mean it in, like in a negative way. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel insecure sometimes, especially the way that I'm treated. Like, ever since I buzzed my hair, like, people at the store um, where I work, like, don't look at me, don't say anything to me. Like, I'm not approachable whatsoever. And I'm, I, you know, I go up to, to, like, teenage boys and I'm like, hey, you guys doing okay? And they're like, yeah, we're fine you know, and give me like an attitude. Mm -hmm. Whereas before when I had like longer hair and I was deemed like more attractive that people were coming up to me and going, Hey, like, excuse me. Um, can you help me get this? Like, can you do this for me? You know? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. No problem. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. so it's definitely just being treated differently, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally, okay, I completely understand like some people are saying it's like an eating disorder thing. Like I feel fat because I have body dysmorphia or whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But here's the deal. Eating disorders and personal insecurities will literally never equate to being discriminated against. Like it's just it's not the same. And so when we have these, these discussions, I feel like it's extremely important to listen to the people that are actually being directly affected by the issue. Exactly. Right. Like, um, to give an example, I feel like during the George Floyd situation, a lot of creators on TikTok, Twitter, social media, were talking about it as they should use your platform, right. use your white privilege for exactly. something, you know, but at the same time, I've noticed that when we talk about those issues, the only voices that were getting illuminated were the white yeah. people. And it's like, why would you listen to somebody that the situation doesn't directly affect over the person that lives it every yeah, day? Exactly. You know? And so that's, that's how I feel when we talk about these issues. Like if you want to understand plus size people or you want to like work on dismantling your internalized fat phobia, or you want to like learn how to talk to somebody plus size and date them without coming off like you're fetishizing yeah. them, ask plus size people those questions. Exactly. Like we have the answers because we've experienced exactly. it. Yes. And um, I've heard it like in comparison time and time again of like, um, uh, like, all lives matter and like mm, pro-life and things like that. Like, that. 
things to yes. counteract to take away the light sh- like shown on the issue. And it's just, yeah. to, it's the same as like uh, when women talk about being sexually assaulted, men in the comments are real quick to go, well, not every man. Well, well, men experience that too. And it's like, then why are you saying that? And like, why are you saying that in response to women saying, we're tired of being assaulted? Why aren't you making a, 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 a like a menace page? So that way you can yeah. promote like safe ways and healthy ways to deal with assault mentally or physically or anything like that. Yeah. That's not leading to higher rates in male suicides, higher rates in, you know, like domestic abuse issues and things like that. Why are you not highlighting the problem? Why are you just saying it in response? And the whole reason why is you're trying to invalidate it to go, well, you're not the only person that experiences that. You know, instead of yeah. going, I recognize that and I'm sorry that you go through that. What can I do as my own individual to make things better and easier for you? And it's just, it's no one's ever saying that. It's always a, well, it's not just you. Everyone else does that too. Everyone else experiences that. It's just invalidating fat people when they're like, yeah, we're tired of being discriminated against. And you as a skinny person go, well, someone told me that I have to, I, I could just, have, I have to eat more. Okay. You know what? Yeah. It really is all lives mattering the issue because at the end of the day, there's literally not an issue. Uh-huh. So like, I don't understand. It's completely different things. Here's the problem. When skinny people are left out of body positivity, they feel offended because it's like well why can't i love my body i don't have you know i have hip dips like people make fun of me dude your movement is body acceptance you need to accept the body that you're in body positivity is literally a movement created for people who are never shown in the media who are left out who are discriminated against who literally have to pay like a hundred dollars to get pants in their size like it's an issue of like going to the doctor and literally not getting health care exactly oh just lose weight right like it's systemic. It's so much deeper than just, oh, this kid at lunch told me I didn't eat enough. Exactly. Like, you know, and no one's trying to invalidate you. Like, we know that hurts. Like, it's annoying, right? Day after day, if somebody makes fun of you or calls you right. skeleton or exactly. whatever it is, we understand that that has a mental impact, but it's literally not the same. Right. So when you're trying to push yourself into a movement that literally does not have a place for you because your problem is not even related it's kind of like it, it makes the issue worse for the people who are actually going through it because not only are we marginalized normally, yeah. but we're being marginalized within our own movement. Exactly. Exactly. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just putting it out there. It's invalidating. Like if, if one of our listeners is, is thin and that is one of their responses to someone who is fat and saying, I'm tired of feeling like this do not be a part of the problem. Don't say, oh, well, yeah. well, as a skinny person, like I'm discriminated against too. No, you're not. Not in the same way. And no one's trying to say, oh, well, you can't be insecure about your body because you're skinny. You can't feel like, uh, I lost my train of thought, but like no one's saying that your feelings aren't valid because you're allowed to be insecure. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be self-conscious and go, I don't really like the way that my body looks. That's okay. Everyone feels that way at one point in their life and that's fine. It's normal. Mm-hmm. But invalidating someone else and going, well, I have a problem too. That's you're, you're again, just sweeping it under the rug. You are just telling them that they 
their feelings don't matter because you felt the need instead of supporting them and saying, dude, I'm sorry that like that sucks. I'm sorry that you have to go through that as a plus size person or as like a black person or someone who is poor or anything like that. You know, it's like, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. You have my support. What can I do to make things easier for you? Like me, an individual, how can I realistically make things easier for you? You know? Yeah. Like, it's not hard to show support for your friends and it's not hard to not make everything about you. You know, it's always like a victim mentality of, oh, you said that you get discriminated against. I did too. It's me too. Like, feel bad for me. I'm oppressed as well. No, you're not. You know? You know, sometimes when we have these conversations unrelated to bodies, like in general, if a friend comes up to you and says, I feel sad, I'm ranting about my life Uh right now. And you always try to like relate to them and say, oh, I went through this too. Sometimes that's not helpful. Like sometimes people just want to talk and express their discomfort or their sadness or their anger right. and have someone listen and be like, okay, you're valid in that. I understand. Right. I hear and you. And not have it like you, normalize, right? like, oh, everyone goes through that, you know? Yeah. Or not like, sometimes we don't want to hear about your experience exactly. too. And I know that can sound bad, mm-hmm. but like, it's honest. Yeah. Like sometimes we're not in the mood to have our, our problem be compared to right. yours. Like, can you just be supportive? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, all we're asking as plus-size people, I think, well, not some people are asking for different things, but I think the majority of plus-size people right now, all we're asking thin people or thin-passing people or whatever is to be cognizant of what you're exactly. doing and saying. Because when you say, when you say, oh, I want to be a part of the body positivity movement, why am I not included, blah, 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 but then on the next breath, you are making fun of somebody because they don't have white teeth or whatever it is, like, you realize that's part of their body, right? Right. Like, you are not ready to be a part of a movement if you still say fat as a negative. Right. Like, if you still say, I feel fat, and equating fat to being disgusting. Yeah. Like, you're not ready to partake in that movement if you haven't checked yourself exactly and gone through exactly. those reflections and seen what you do in your personal yeah. life that further marginalizes yes. us, right? I used to... um Well, I have a friend and I had to put her in check because she was like a very insecure eater. She wouldn't like to eat like in public or anything like that. Um, When we would eat, you know, like um, on campus or anything like that, she would like choose a table that was the farthest away from people and she would put her hand up away from people so they wouldn't like watch her eat. But in that same turn, she, you know, there was like a big guy and he had like onion rings and a hamburger and you know french fries and like all of these really like fatty foods and openly said oh that's why he looks like that and I had to go hey don't say that because you're insecure about eating as well you're insecure about what people think on your food plate do not turn that insecurity onto someone else that's not fair that's not okay you can't do that and she hasn't done it since and I'm sure that still now she probably goes oh mentally yeah, like, oh, that's probably why he does that, you know, that's probably why he looks like mm-hmm. that. But the fact is, is you yeah. cannot go, oh, well, I'm insecure, and I'm with-, and then turn that same insecurity onto someone else, you know? Yeah, projection does not solve Exactly, anything. it makes things worse, it especially to say it, worse. like, out loud and in person, you know, with mm-hmm. this guy walking right by. It. It's like, you don't know if he heard that or not, and he's going to be insecure, and you did that. You can't do that to people. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, like I think it and then I go, oh, wait, 
nope, that's that wasn't right. Why did I do that? And then I have to reset myself and go, this is an individual. You wouldn't say that to their face. Why would you say that in your head? That's not fair, you know? 100%. And I don't, I don't want to come off, neither of us on this podcast for the listeners are trying to come off self-righteous saints and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. We've never done anything. Like, we are fat like we experience the things that we're talking about we have these issues where we think things that we shouldn't think about other plus size people or even ourselves we're not saying that that never happens but we are trying to have you know a dialogue that leads listeners to maybe come to a conclusion of like oh i do this thing that probably isn't good or i talk to myself in this way that probably isn't good like we want you to take something away from this exactly. podcast, whether it be the stuff about like insecurities with your partner and like the fact that they probably don't think that you're fat and disgusting like you think you are yeah. or that, you know, like we have double standards for people, like whatever it is, we're just hoping that you able, you're able to digest the information and think, think of things from a different perspective. That's what yes. it is. We're not asking you to be perfect, exactly. right? Like, you can't change overnight the thoughts that you were conditioned to have by society because we haven't. I'm 19, and, you know, for the past, like, five years of my life, I've been dealing with the same things, trying to undo the thoughts that were taught to me. But it over time, you change those things and those behaviors, and you become a different person. And that's the goal. It's not perfection because we'll never be perfect. It's it's recognizing your faults and going, you're, like, that's messed up. I shouldn't do that. And I feel like for me, on my part, I want, like, I, I, well, when you publish this, you know, I'm going to share the link onto my story and have my friends listen to it and stuff like that. Um, Because a lot of my friends are thin. A lot of my friends are skinny, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really have a lot of plus size friends. And Mm -hmm. I want them to know what it feels like to be a fat person and to Mm -hmm. know what goes on on like the in the in the daily life of being fat you know it's not a walk in the park it's not fun you know it's it's hard to be confident it's hard to love your body and I I hate the fact that every time someone who is overweight or plus size is confident that they are shut down and told that they shouldn't be you know it's not fair and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it gets through to at least some of them and they realize like, Oh, maybe I have internalized fat phobia. Maybe I have been like treating Megan differently because of the way that she looks or anything like that. Not that I'm suggesting any of my friends do, but like extended friends, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want to, to kind of shine a light on what it's like being a fat person instead of them seeing it oh she's fat like whatever yeah it's not that big of a deal like it's it's not but it's also in the same term like it is because there are things that you can fix as your own individual person to make things easier for the fat people around you yep and you know what now I'm really curious not curious but now I'm really interested and maybe making a part two of this discussion but with other fat people that we know or um, marginalized bodies yeah. and have discussions about things that people have told mm. us like unsolicited yes. that would be so yes. interesting um, and one thing I think we're kind of wrapping it up here but my thing that I want to leave you guys with it definitely is 
do not assume that because somebody lost weight, it was in a healthy way or that they want to be smaller. And also don't assume that because somebody gained weight, that automatically makes them unhealthy. Yes, don't don't praise them for losing weight because you never know how they lost weight or if they wanted to lose weight. Um, Exactly. And it's, it's, especially if they do have an eating disorder and you're going, oh my gosh, you look so small, like kudos to you. That's damaging them more. That is making it significantly Mm -hmm. worse because you're feeding into this dangerous habit of, oh, I'm finally skinny now. People think I look better because I'm skinny. I need to start, you know, eating less or, or, or throwing up more or, or things like that. Sorry, I didn't mean to go into detail, but like. No, you're, yeah. I'll turn know, more in the episode okay. in the description. Yes, very cool. But like, but, don't praise people yeah. for losing weight. Right. And, and I think we need to also work on the way that we perceive weight. Yeah. Because it's like, even if, even if somebody did want to lose weight in like a healthy way, maybe, maybe they are unhealthy. Maybe they literally have diabetes or something right. and they were losing weight literally to elongate their life. Right. Like, and it was a positive thing for right. them. That doesn't necessarily mean we need to view losing weight as a whole, as a positive, yes. right? Because it's different for every single person. Yes. And that just goes back into the idea that having weight on your body or like having a different body type than the norm is a bad mm-hmm. thing. And we need to kind of abolish that. Yeah. Because it automatically puts a connotation on things that is bound to hurt mm-hmm. somebody. Like if you look at someone and you're like, you need to lose weight or like weight loss is a positive, right. then people that don't want to lose weight or are comfortable with their bodies are always going to have that, that pressure and that looming cloud over their head of like, well, if you lost weight, people would like you yeah. more or like whatever, yeah. you know? Yes, I fully agree. I think that in general, just stop commenting on people's weight. Ask them how their day was instead of, oh my goodness, you look so good since you lost a bunch of weight. Crazy. Yeah, just like just stop, stop focusing, focusing on weight. On weight. Exactly. It's not a compliment, regardless of whether they're intentionally trying to lose weight or not. Just leave it alone. Like it's not yeah. a deciding factor. I know that like my family treated me differently than when I was like skinnier, especially like my grandparents, you know, and stuff like that. Definitely were more talkative towards me, more engaged with me and asking me how school's been going and all of this stuff, rather than now when I've gained a lot more weight. My brother Mm -hmm. that is like super tall and really skinny was just like, didn't even look at me, didn't talk to me, didn't do anything since I've, you know, since I visited my family since quarantine because I've been gaining a lot of weight, you know? So subtle changes like that, stop doing that. Stop making it known that you're treating someone differently because of their weight. Stop commenting on people's weight. Exactly. It's not hard to point out someone not making eye contact with you or not being normal. You know, it's weird Mm -hmm. and it makes us more insecure. Um, Yeah, that's all I got to say. Just stop commenting on people's weight. Stop making it a big thing because it's not. Yeah. And if you do like somebody listening to this is probably like, okay, what do I say then for like my friend who like the one I mentioned that was big in middle school and now she's lost weight. She's public about her weight loss. She's proud of it. And if you have somebody like that in your life, here's what I would recommend. Compliment them on their, their um, healthy choices or like bring up the fact that they're doing better and like reaching their personal goals 
but you don't necessarily have to mention their weight. Yep. Don't be like, congratulations on weight loss. Just be like, congratulations on doing what you felt like you needed yeah. to do. Or like, congratulations on you're happy. Exactly. Whatever. But it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be weight based. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the, the thing, the problem, because like for her, she's made her weight loss public on Instagram. She's made posts about it. She's happy about it. She's shown her before and afters. Um, and now because she's put so much emphasis on her weight, let's say she gains some of that weight back. Now it's going to be awkward right. because people have complimented her on her weight loss. Now people are going to walk on eggshells around her if she does gain some of it back because she's going to feel all the pressure from the weight. Uh-huh. Whereas if you just focus on the mm-hmm. person, then it's a little bit yes. different and it wouldn't, there wouldn't be that much yeah. pressure and because it's not you realize awkward. that weight fluctuates. It's not awkward. If yeah. someone, if someone is losing a bunch of weight to, you know, sickness or, you know, mental health reasons or something like that. It's not a good thing to encourage that. So unless, unless you, I would say, unless you know for a fact that that person lost weight healthy, you could say, Hey, you're looking Mm -hmm. really good. Nice. Good job. Carry that same energy when they gain weight back. Hey, you look good. Hey, you look healthy. Nice. Good job. I'm proud of you. You know, at least they're eating, at least they're drinking water and they're living. That's all that matters. You know, if you don't want to go, oh my goodness, you look so good. Like you look so healthy and good when they're skinny. And then when they're, when they're gaining weight back or they're fat, you say nothing because then it's like, okay, yep. Reggie loud and clear. Thank you for that. You know, like, yeah, sometimes silence there's like silence means things. Exactly. So if you don't say anything, like you still said right. something. Exactly. And it's just, it's so much more harmful than I think people anticipate it to be because they're just like, oh, I'm not going to say anything because that's awkward. Don't say anything at all, regardless if I'm losing weight or not. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. So anybody who listened to this, like it was, we were all yeah, over we were. the place, but I hope you were able to follow yeah. along and take something away from this and apply it to your life and just know that if you gained weight in quarantine that doesn't define you if you lost weight in quarantine that doesn't define you you are deserving of love respect and happiness regardless of your size and we want everybody to feel good about themselves and just be aware of the choices that you're making the things that you're saying and the things that you're repeating from other people so we are very glad that you listened and were here with us today and I'm glad that Megan came on. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> Sorry it took so long. And I hope you were... <laughs> no, it's great. I'm actually glad that we had this conversation because I feel like we got a really good episode and I'm going to enjoy listening to it back. So Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great year. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to upload this probably maybe today. I don't know. If it's you know the end of 2020 i hope you guys have a great 2021 and if it's the beginning of 2021 hopefully you take some of what you listened to and apply it and go into the new year with a different mindset maybe a more positive um outlook on life for everyone so yeah have a great day thanks for tuning in to think about